Happy Friday and welcome to the third episode of 30 Minutes with TNA. I'm T and A's here. I was not here last week because I was moving. So you guys might have enjoyed that really great episode by my (laughs) partner here. I did my absolute best. She did her absolute best. It's hard to do a 10-minute monologue with nobody to talk to and riff off of. Um, I was very impressed. And I'm going to do my best to try to make it every Friday. But, you know, being pregnant and moving states, uh, sometimes I just can't be there. (laughs) So... You guys voted on our Instagrams. You guys being our, what do we have? 12, 20? We have 47 listeners total. 47, you guys. 47 listeners. Thank you. <laughs> thank yes. you so much for being thank a you. part of our passion project. Uh, you guys our voted on a couple different topics on our Instagram, and we landed on doing pop culture for today. But before we get into that, we were just gonna go over a couple headlines that stuck out to us this morning. One headline in particular. The headlines right now are very wonky. They're really all over the place. So we just wanted to focus on, on one that was interesting and not exactly politically aligned. Um, so we wanna talk about Elon Musk, who is announcing Neuralink today in a few hours which is essentially a device, or you use your brain to control devices or objects. And that's all we really know. He did say that installing the Neuralink would be as easy as LASIK. Um, And, you know, it begs the question, like, would you want Elon Musk to install a computer in your brain? (laughs) I would. You would. And what would you want the computer to do? Everything that a computer is already doing. I think the idea, I mean, obviously, neither of us have seen the presentation yet because it's not for a couple hours, but the idea is it's some nanotechnology implant in your brain to speed up the way you receive information and learn information. So rather than typing in your question on Google, I guess you just think it and then the answer appears in your mind. I'm interesting to see what that looks like in his demo later, but, um, huh. I wonder if information just appear in your mind. Sounds great. I would love to have that without having to type it in. (laughs) Interesting. I, I don't know that it has that kind of like searchability. I think all the, all that he's announced is like the control aspect. So I would imagine that it would be like, you like turn on the TV, you play a song from Spotify all from your brain, but it's really hard to wrap your head around what that looks like. So if it's just like LASIK, like LASIK is a, is a laser that goes in and like fuses, you know, different things in your eyes together so that you can see perfectly, like it, it changes things. So how would a laser go into your brain and like add a computer like what part of a computer how does that what does that look like um i think it's nanotechnology 
So there's a small piece of technology that would be implanted in your brain and connected to your brain waves. That way, when you think something, you, you have access to the internet, no? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the only word that he used was, was control, not really access, but I guess they're, they're two of the same. Um, but I'm lucky enough to, so I was raised by two scientists my my birth father was a nuclear physicist and my stepfather is a nanotechnologist and obviously i'm in fashion and events <laughs> um but should we call jim and see what's up what he thinks of the Neuralink? we should definitely call jim let's get him on the phone okay let's get him on the phone Hi, Jim. Hi. You're on 30 Minutes with TNA. Hi, Jim. It's Tierney. Great. No, Tierney, hi. Congratulations on your marriage, Jim. Oh, thank you. So nice of you to remember. So yeah. we, we were just talking about how the installation works. So Elon of the Neuralink. Mm -hmm. So Elon yeah, Musk said that it would be as simple as LASIK. Like what, what does that mean? What are they putting in to the brain? So the idea is to eventually have maybe 3,000 very, very thin wires that go into your uh, brain. So that could be really thin, maybe even sized And then record the electrical signals from that. And then you could have a feedback mechanism, for instance, where the human being could say, let's say, turn on and off the television, things like that, you know, or, or if they were in a wheelchair, they could move around. But he, he envisages it for everyone, you know, I think. I don't personally like the idea. I don't know how these electrodes would be in terms of long-term compatibility, you know. But anyway, it's an interesting idea, and uh, you know, it's been done in the past with animals. I was in Australia in the 80s, and um, there was a bunch of sheep with electrodes coming out of their head, but it looked horrible. It was a ghastly experiment. Ooh. And, and since then, they've done a company did movies where you put on a headset, it's non-intrusive, but it picks up the electrical signal from your scalp and you can actually control the movie. I tried that, it was actually in Topanga film days, somebody had it. And uh, wow. there are games you can buy where you uh, put on a headset and for instance, move a ball around. So, you know, it's, it's doable, yeah. Just by thinking, so you put on this headset and you think like, mm -hmm. I wanna move this ball? Yeah, and I've the, done it myself. I've done it myself. I've actually moved the ball up and down just through uh, thinking about it. Because when you think about it, it, there's also some muscle changes and contractions. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of, in the case of the EEG, it's, um, it's somewhat limited. But yeah, you can do stuff like that. Wow. And people, and then in, uh, in the weekend, they've been able to read what people think. And that was with uh, using a kind of MRI thing. 
um, they could, they were showing text and they could read the text from their brain waves. And then uh, another experiment is the Russians recently published something where they, uh, they could recognize what people were looking at visually and it was quite interesting. So wow. yeah, it's a growing area, definitely a growing area. Uh, and, and, and the neural link difference is the fact that you have these very, very fine electrodes that weren't possible before. So they don't presumably damage the cells in the brain. Other, other, other forms of uh, brain implants exist for uh, people that have epilepsy. So they put a, a deep electrode into the brain and when they detect an epileptic fit, then they fire some electricity into the brain and it partly stops it. And then wow. cochlear implants is another example where you have uh, sort of wire implants into the brain so that you can, uh, in a way, listen to things. Yep. So, you know, there's a lot going on and a lot of medical applications. Wow, that is super cool. Thank you for breaking that down for us. Mm -hmm. Welcome. Thank you. Um, the first thing that it brings to mind is just how powerful our thoughts are. Like what we think about is that strong. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And the ability to read it is something new, you know. We always have been able to, I don't know, look at things through telescope, microscopes, but we don't often look at ourselves in depth and uh, it's got a dark side, of course, because uh, you could, you know, implant that into someone that's like a political prisoner. And if they think the wrong thought, then they get an electrical shock. Ooh. Reminds me, remember Clockwork Orange, the movie? I don't know if you yeah, saw Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So good, good effects, but also very negative effects of being able to read people's how would you like it if someone could read your thoughts? Oof. Some of them you don't want people to know, right? Yeah, it's like reading my diary on a subconscious level. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But would it also pick up subconscious thoughts or, or that's too ingrained? Well, I think it could pick up, there's no reason why it couldn't pick up uh, your subconscious thoughts as well as your conscious thoughts. I mean, that, that's also basically electrical activity in the brain, right? There are, there are a bunch of these spikes, we call it spike time independent plasticity, that if you can decode, yeah, you could look at all sorts of stuff. You could look at people's dreams, okay? Okay. Um, dream catcher. My last question is, when you move the ball with, with the uh -huh. headset, was the ball yeah. connected somehow to the headset or was it just a random ball? It was, it was a ball on the computer screen, right? Oh. And based on, and based on the electrical uh, signals from your brain, okay, there was a feedback mechanism between the position of the ball and your brain waves. I think I've still got it. You can try it sometime. Cool, but I'd love to. Uh, it kind of works. It really does. Interesting. Awesome. Well, thank you. Um, Elon Musk is live in, in three hours, so we'll know more about the Neuralink. And uh, Tierney and I are going to chat through what you just taught us. Okay, great. Well, thank you. And yeah, best wishes to both of you. Thank you, Jimbo.
Bye. So it is just control. Controlling things with your mind. Right. I don't find a lot of use for that because like turning on a light switch by using my hand isn't such an inconvenience in my life that I need <laughs> to install wires into my brain in order to turn the lights on. Yes. Yes. I mean, so and that will exist for people who have disabilities, right? And so I wonder what sort of features Elon Musk will present that across the board would suit everyone. If he wants everyone to want to buy it, it would have to have more effect than turning on and off the light. Right. Well, for people with disability, I think that that it's a wonderful advancement in technology, you know, especially paraplegic people and stuff like that. I mean, the like Jim mentioned, the cochlear implant for hard of hearing and deaf people that has really revolutionized hearing for people. And it's, you know, little wires implanted pretty much into your brain or your deep inner ear that give you hearing again. So I'm all about it for helping people who need it. But as far as um, just general use, I think I'll just stick to turning the light switch on myself and using a remote for my TV. I think the most interesting thing about this to me is, is truly what I mentioned to Jim is how powerful our thoughts are. You know, it, like our thought patterns really shape our brain and our minds in such a way that it's legible and readable. You know, the, if you think positively, your world actually becomes more positive. And if you think negatively, the same thing. And um, I think we need to focus on what we're thinking about and, and we can shift that and we can train our brain to stop having these like negative inner voices and fearful tendencies. And it's really, it's true energetics. And, and if it's possible for you to read these energetics through our, for, through our brain, it's, it's just a reminder of like how powerful, like how we're controlling our lives through our brain. Our brain doesn't control us. Like we can truly, truly craft it. I think that's amazing. Yeah, I agree with you. And now is you know, is the best time ever to take some extra time out of your day and focus on creating a little bit more positivity in your thoughts and hope that translates back into your actual physical world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. And thoughts create patterns and then the patterns stick and then it's hard to get out of it. And it's, you know, mindfulness is at an all time high. Um, which is good, thanks to like technology and apps and so interesting. So I'm excited to see about this. What is it called? I lost it. Neuralink. Neuralink. 6 p.m. tonight. So everybody who's an Elon Musk fan, tune in. <laughs> so that was cool of Jim to hop on. He's a nanotechnologist. He um, does a lot of things but I like to tell people that he's in the Guinness Book of World Records for making the world's smallest usable calculator and abacus out of neurons. <laughs> he's an active scientist at UCLA and I'll put some links in the bio. Also, by the way, I always put links in our description to everything we talk about so you don't have to Google. Lots of people mentioned they Googled the fish flops, but the link was just in the description. <laughs> I hope nobody purchased the flip-flops, the fish flops. <laughs> God willing.
Hello. Hi. Hi. Welcome back. I don't know what happened. My internet junked out for a second. That's all right. Gives us an easy little intermission to switch over to pop culture. Pop culture. <laughs> okay. Well, since you're pregnant, the hottest pregnancy pop culture news right now in this moment is Daisy Dove Bloom. <laughs> Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom had their baby and named it Daisy Dove Bloom, which I find shocking because it's three nouns. It's three nouns. They didn't give the girl a break. Oh, three nouns is a lot. <laughs> like, what is she? Is she a daisy? Or is she a dove? Or is she a bloom? <laughs> well, bloom could also be a verb now. <laughs> It definitely could. Maybe she's a blooming. <laughs> and Daisy's Bloom. Yeah, Daisy's Bloom. So without her middle name, her name's Daisy Bloom. Yeah. Wow. It's an action item. It sounds like a celebrity baby name. I mean, that's as celebrity baby as they come, right? <laughs> Pretty much, especially with their ties to Miranda Kerr and Evan Spiegel. Like, this baby's stepdad is Evan Spiegel. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> I, um, I want to, you know, comment about what a stupid name I think it is, but trying to name a person is really hard, and, you know, maybe that was the best they could do, and I feel for them because... I've been trying to come up with names for my baby with my husband and we're, we haven't gotten very far. We've got about three months uh, to figure it out still before he <laughs> arrives. But I, I have this fear that we're going to be in the hospital and I'm going to be holding my baby and they're going to ask me what his name is and I'm still going to have no idea and I just don't want to have a nameless child. I don't want him to be nameless for one second of his existence. So it's stressful. And if Daisy Dove Bloom is all you got, it's all you got. Like, right. There's like definitely <laughs> a deadline. It's like, this is the best we got. There you is a deadline. It. There really is a deadline. You can't, I mean, once the baby's out, you really have to assign them a name. Um, you know, you can't just name your child anonymous. <laughs> And you have to set them up for success, like, you know, in the case that your child becomes a politician, you know, it might be smart to, like, not name your child, you know. Chad. <laughs> Chad! Chad is the name we've been telling everyone that we're planning on using because we are so sick and tired of everybody asking us what we're going to name our baby. Um, and anyone who's listening, if you've ever been pregnant or have a partner pregnant, I'm sure you've been through this also. Um, and if you haven't yet, don't worry, you will. <laughs> but it's the most common question you get as a pregnant person. What are you thinking about names? Have we come up with a name yet? Ooh, what are you going to name him? And I would say on average, we get asked about uh, 10 or 11 times a day. And 
I'm just not one of those people who knows what my child's name is yet. I don't have it plastered on the wall and I haven't gotten him monogrammed sheets and we have no idea. And so we thought it would be fun to just tell everybody that we're going to name him Chad because <laughs> it's so, you can't, if somebody tells you dead serious, oh yeah, I think, you know, Chad is really in the running as the top number one name that we're thinking. Um, you can't respond to your friend by saying, wait, what? Chad? I, I would laugh. I'd be like, stop, Chad, really? <laughs> but you can't say that to someone who's telling you something so personal. You can if take I, it up a notch. You can say Chaz. Chaz. If I were, you know, what if what if I really did name my kid that? Would you really say, oh my God, really, T? Really? That's what you're naming him? You wouldn't, because you're a good friend and you would have to be like, wow, what a cute name. You would have to say that to me. I would restrain myself, but I would <laughs> immediately call Chelsea and be like, Tierney named her baby Chad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to anyone listening whose name is Chad. It's oh, just sorry. not it's unfortunate that your name's Chad. You know whose name has been getting like the biggest slack on or like slack whatever? Karen. People have been hating on the name Karen so hard. Yeah. I don't mind the name Karen. I don't mind the name Karen, but the only people that I know named Karen are totally fit the bill of the lady <laughs> the Karen in the memes you know yeah this name has a bad reputation yeah mm. but it's not it's a pretty name yeah I like I have a great friend Karen hi Karen it's hard to decide if you want to name your kid a noun or a verb or just a name <laughs> or a name you know? or you can make something up my god brother's name is Rumaya they combined the Rumi, their favorite poet, Rumi, and Jeremiah, like their favorite Jewish name. They just combined it and named him Rumiah. And he's probably the only Rumiah on planet Earth. That's a cool name, though. Yeah, you can, like, make anything up. I mean, yeah, you can be like Elon Musk and name your kid VX1VI <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> nice loop back to Elon. Sorry, I'm getting stoked about this uh, presentation later. Um, <laughs> big plans later. <laughs> you know me. Um, all right. Well, what other pop culture topics did we have to get to before this? I lastly, I just wanted to talk about Brad Pitt's new 27 year old German model girlfriend. So Brad Pitt's 56 and mm -hmm. she's 27. So he, she's essentially exactly half his age. And I don't know, how old's his oldest kid? Like, 18? I mean, come on, Brad. Come on, Brad. Forgive me for not being completely up to date on pop culture, but I thought that Brad Pitt was dating Jennifer Aniston again. <laughs> <laughs> we wish. We wish he was dating Jennifer Aniston again. The entire internet is, like, hoping, and they capture any moment they have together, and it just becomes this spiral, but they've never gotten back together, not even for one minute. Oh, well, that bums me out. It bums the whole world out, and I think Jennifer Aniston's single. Um, okay, so his new girlfriend's 27, and he's 57, is that what you said? 56. 56. Yeah. Well, I mean, she is almost 30. Yeah, I mean, it's not surprising. It's not wrong. It's not bad. Actually, my parents are 30 years apart. It didn't last. I mean, it's Brad Pitt, right? Like, 
of course he's going to be with a hot young model babe. No one, you know, he's just never pulled this before. He's never pulled a Leo before. No one even turns an eye when Leo like steps out with an 18 year old, but this is Brad's first, first time. I mean, yeah, 27 is a little bit young for him, but it's not, you know, too young for it to be, it's not 18. I'm 29 and I'm game. Brad, call me. Hello. How are you? It's so typical of me to talk about myself. I'm sorry. All right. Well, I think that's a great place to wrap up this episode of 30 Minutes with TNA. Hopefully our banter made you guys feel a little bit less alone, maybe even laugh, and encourage you to tune back in next week. Every Friday we'll be here. Um, feel free to reach out to us if you want to suggest any topics to hear us cover and we'll catch up with you next Friday.